0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. Well, welcome to the month of February. As promised, I'm going to be selfish this month and I'm going to dedicate all my podcast this month to just the singles. So many of you guys have told me, you know, you've complained that there's so much for married people and people in relationships and not enough info for you guys who are single. So this month is just for you. So we're going to kick it off with four things that God says to singles. You know, about 35% of adult church members are single, each single person has different experiences and their age differences so being single at 20 is very different than being single at 30 40 and even 70 and there are certain circumstantial differences you know some people have never been married while others are divorcees or widow or widowers you know and there's also experiential differences Um, Some have chosen to be single and basically are content with it, where others are frustrated because they long to be married. So let's talk about what does the Bible say to single people. Um, Number one, singleness is a gift from God. So, so much of our society is structured around couples. You know, um, it's assumed that adults will have a partner and there's something rather odd about them if they don't by a certain period of time. But there's really nothing wrong with that there's nothing new in this negative view of cel- uh, celibacy um it's very hard for singles this time in our day to be celibate i've had a lot of people to you know inbox me and talk about you know let's talk about how to be a christian and still be single so how how do i do that um you know in the new testament Paul speaks about how it's a gift in 1 Corinthians 7, 7, and Jesus says it's good for those to whom has been given in Matthew 19, 11. So single people can be made to feel like, you know, spare parts in their families, social groups, and churches. Um, you know, you get tired of hearing, you know, who are you bringing to this event, or when are you going to get married and settle down, or when are you going to have kids, um, but you don't have to... Think about the gift of singleness, um, you know, as being like on your own. And, you know, even though you long to marry, does that mean that you're experiencing the second best? No. When Paul speaks of singleness as a gift, he's speaking of a particular ability some people have to be um, contentedly single. Rather than he's speaking from a state of being single. So as long as you have it and it's a gift from God, just as marriage will be God's gift to you when you receive it, you should receive your situation in life, whether it's singleness or marriage, as God's gift and grace to you. Number two, singleness has its advantages. You know, Paul mentions two advantages in singleness in 1 Corinthians 7. Single people are spared the troubles of marriage, and there are many great blessings in marriage, but there are also difficulties too. I tell people all the time that, Marriage is a ministry within itself, and if you're not ready, don't sign up for it. But Christian couples don't often talk openly about the hard things they face, which can give singles um, a rose tinted view of marriage. You know, most of the time, you're just seeing the highlight reels that's on social media of them posting their vacations and anniversaries and things like that. But there's a downside. Even when married couples' relationship is good, life is more complicated. There's more than one person to consider considering decisions about the use of time, accommodations, holidays, even your daily menu. And there's more than one person to worry about it. So, you know, kids bring great pleasure, but plexity of anxiety as well. So marriage does bring many troubles in this life. Just like Paul says, he wants to spare you in 1 Corinthians 7.28. He mentions these troubles here chiefly because of being bearing that they have one of the next point. Which is single people can devote themselves more fully to God's work. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please God, but a married man is concerned more about the affairs of this world. You know, how can he please his wife and his interests are divided? First Corinthians 7:32 through 34 talks about a vital part of Christians' responsibility of married persons is to care for their spouse and children. That should take time that cannot, therefore, be spent in witnessing to people, you know, helping out at a camp and doing church finances and leading Bible study. But single people have more time to give themselves to such things. And it's no coincidence that many activities in church life depend on a large extent of those who aren't married. A few can cons- um, consciously choose to stay single to devote themselves to Christian work. Most singles people haven't chosen singleness in a way that yet they have the same advantages as those who have, instead of focusing on the difficulties of being single, as some do, you should really take that time to make the most and advantage of God's gift of singleness while you have it. Because once you have kids and a family, like I said, it starts to take all those things aside. So really focus on your passions during this time that you're single and the things that you love to do and even the things that you, how you serve in church. Use your gifts and your abilities to pour into those others because once you become married, you'll find that it's harder to devote that thing to the things that you have a desire and a passion for because all your time will start to be poured into your kids and your husband and your family. Number three, singleness is hard. So when God God saw Adam, on his own in the Garden of Eden, he said it's not good for man to be alone. It will make him a helper suitable for him in Genesis 2.18. So even uh, Eve was created to be Adam's need for a companionship, and the two came together in a lifelong sexual relationship of marriage. Although the New Testament is positive about singleness, there's no doubt marriage is regarded as the norm. It is God's loving gift to humanity in the chief context in which Our desire for intimacy is met. Single people are therefore um, like a struggle of loneliness and sexual temptation. Those struggles are certainly not exclusive to the unmarried either, but they are very much part of the single condition. You know, some will seek to lessen them by getting married. Um, Others will either choose not to marry or will feel unable to to because of their circumstances, personality, or sexual attraction, they are likely to face lifelong battles of loneliness and sexual temptation. But those two battles are closely related. The longer or the lonelier we are, the more likely we are to struggle with sexual fantasy and fall into sin. You know, we start. Um, Noticing things that we're lustful for, but we got to be proactive in see, uh, seeking help in these areas. You know, we're we're not designed to be on our own, and if we aren't to be married whether the short or long term um you know we seek to satisfy our own need of intimacy in our other relationships that will mean taking the initiative and keeping close contact with friends and family and we got to be self-disciplined and fleeing from sexual immorality such in first corinthians 6 18. it often helps to have one of two close friends who we can be accountable in this area and <clears throat> yes you know i'm had sex before i got married and you know me and my husband we lived together before we got married and all that but so i'm not condemning you of this but we're just strictly talking about what the bible says today so um i'm not trying to be an ad, advocate for you know either or i will say that um you know as you Um, Learn to do better. You do better. And of course now I'm older and wiser. And the choices I made. You know before I was married. Are not so much the choices I would make now. um, After being married. So. Don't think that I'm condemning you. For the things that you know. Your current situation. That you're doing or whatever. I'm not doing that. I'm also not an advocate for it. However I'm just trying to tell you. That. Some things that you do now, you will regret later. So, um, number four, singleness is not permanent. Many who are um, single one day will marry. Others remain single throughout their lives. But no Christian is single forever. Human marriage reflects the marriage God wants us to enjoy with people. The Bible speaks of Jesus as the bridegroom who one day will return and take his bride to church and to be him in the perfect new creation. On that day, all pain will disappear, including the pain of difficult marriage or singleness. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes and a great shout will be heard. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him the glory. For the wedding day of the Lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. That's in Revelation 7 17 and 19 and 7. So after we've spoken about heaven and the elderly, single lady said um, to them, I can't wait for my wedding day. We all shall uh, be with the same people. And, you know, human relationships do matter, but no one is nearly as important as our eternal relationship with Jesus. So A final word to you guys who are single, you know, just thank God for the gift of singleness. Whatever your experience of singleness is, recognize it as a gift from God and make the most of it for as long as you have it. You know, do all you can do to be godly. It's so hard in this society, especially this day and time with social media and things like that. It's easy for those who are single to lapse into a selfish, self-centered lifestyle into sexual sin, whether it... um through a deed or just a thought. So be self-disciplined and accountable to others. You know, keep your eyes fixed on heaven. It's our eternal relationship with Christ that ultimately matters. And so those of you, a final word for those who are married. Don't think of singleness as second best. You know, we got to be careful married couples not to... um, We gotta be sensitive of the single ones. So um, Christian preachers, you know, often talk about, you know, how it is to be married and things like that. But we've got to also pour into our single people. So remember that your family Um, is a whole as a church so there should be no lonely people in our church and we got to be open um, especially in our homes to one another when it comes to a nuclear family but in the church family as well and always remember to invite those single people around and because this is a teaching tool so if we are married we've got to invite them in so they can get a glimpse of how we handle real life situations and lastly i said this before Keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Human marriage matters, but it will not last forever. Just as Mark twelve twenty five says, our relationship with Christ is must the first come and first serve. So this concludes this episode of um, Four Things God Says to Singles. Thank you guys so much for always listening and joining in. And I just thank you guys for just rocking with me on this journey. If you're not already following me, check me out at Tanya Williams Life Coach on Facebook. And if you have any topics or anything that you would like me to discuss, always feel free to email me at tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com. Until next time.